little solo cup. <laughs> All right, here we are. This is the Identity Podcast presented to you by Find Your ID NYC. I'm your host, Caleb, and my lovely co-host. Wow, lovely today. Tyree, I'm <laughs> <laughs> lovely today. You hear that? Guys? You're lovely. I'm I'm in a kind mood. Yeah. <laughs> we have a we have an exciting show here for you though. Um a little different backdrop for you Tyreek. Would yeah. you like to tell us as to why? Yes, good question, right? Um <laughs> I'm at the Apollo Theater right now. Yes, everybody. Go go figure. Uh, <laughs> I mean everything's back, but there's tons of live streams and we have quite a bit to talk about. Today's episode is tech savvy. How savvy are we? We'll find out <laughs> as we continue to go on. Um, you know, I've not to go into too deep too early, but yeah, this this past week has been very hectic, and we have a lot to talk about. So, without further ado, let's do it. Let's go. Identity. Well, I'm <laughs> identity. I'm very excited. That's for certain. And uh, to kind of give a little spoiler for all of our listeners, we do have an intro video coming soon. So that's being worked on right now. Very excited. Um, I know Tyreek is excited as well for yeah, what's I, in the works. Um, that's all I'm going to say. But some yeah. some big things are are in the works for that. But yes, once again, our episode, our fifth episode for the show is Tech Savvy Business Meets the Future. We'll be talking about technology, especially in the COVID times with everything going on. So let's go ahead and get things kicked off. And we're going to talk about the COVID workplace. Um, and I think with you, Tyreek, especially, this mm-hmm. is a great opportunity to talk about what you've been doing um, this week um, in particular. And even, you know, I could chime in on some things with what I'm doing and and how it's affected me with workplace, but also even the entrepreneur side, which again, this is a part of our month-long September series of entrepreneurship and technology in the COVID era, COVID age. So, you know, feel free to chime in whenever you want, Tyree. Yeah, I know, man. I, I think that was a great introduction. Um, I guess I'm kind of the guest today. It was just kind of interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to hosting and being guest. But I... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot to be spoken about. Um, We had a phenomenal podcast with um, Rose Deli um, Mm -hmm. recently, and that was very interesting. We saw how she navigated that space during the um, COVID and just entrepreneurship, um, in a sense. I think that um, there's been so much um, gaps in in entertainment, for sure. Um, A lot of people are still itching for that concert feel. I know Caleb and I have spoken about this. It's like, when's the last time we've been to a concert? When are we going to go to a concert? Too long. Yeah. (laughs) When are we going to get that feel again? And um, yeah, I was going to touch on that a little bit. So not to spoil too much. I mean, uh, as far as the stuff that's already been filmed, I can speak about. um, We did a Wyclef John um, live stream as of late, and you guys should all check that out. Um, It's, yeah, just type in Wyclef John. He has his marketing team can handle all that fun stuff. But I um I was able to kind of be a part of something kind of epic. This was like our first big day back. Um it's I guess I'll go through all the logistics. Obviously I have my mask off right now. I'm quarantined in a space by myself away from everyone. There are a couple of workers also around, but they're like very far away and they're in a different um studio right now. But um as far as navigating the space, obviously I Kind of what we kind of touched on last with Roselli, we spoke about sowing seeds. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is something I've been kind of continuing for a while. I've been working for the Apollo for some time now. 
Um, and ironically, I am actually the video head <laughs> and I do all of the, the video stuff here. So I kind of was prepped for this. I've always been on kind of on the forefront of everything. My dad's more of a lighting designer, which is, he, he remembers when they were just like old school red and blue park hands and just like <laughs> rock and roll, just switching it. <laughs> which is fun, but he's also grown a lot. He's gotten to moving lights. He's seen decades and decades of information and mm -hmm. a wealth of knowledge. But I've kind of ventured off into video just because of my tech background. And it's funny that this has kind of come full circle, you know. I mean, thank God for Mavis Beacon, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Is it a real person? I'm sure it's an AI. It's not real. Damn. <laughs> I always thought it was a real person. But um, oh, yeah, wow. you know, not to go too crazy, but it was it was amazing, guys. You know, um, just to tell from my perspective, because no one else was really there. Um, you can see in the live stream, you'll see a couple people in the audience, but they're all administration. And I, and I kind of, I guess I'll pose this question to Caleb a bit. It's just like, how do you, how, I mean, you're also an artist and you're a performer. And I saw one of the greats um, kind of have to deal with something that was so different for him. You know, I could tell. Um, Wyclef mentioned a couple times in the live stream where he was just like, you know what? I know there's regular people in the audience out there. Can you guys just stand up? Because I'm <laughs> talking to a camera, you know? And I'm, you know, I've, I'm sure Caleb and I make this look supernatural, but at the end of the day, we are just like talking to ourselves in a camera yeah. or whatever, you know? So that's, you know, kind of um, tech related in the sense that like, we are learning how to create more of a digital persona of ourselves and, and kind of get, that intact. And I think that's a lot of things that have been going on with branding and mm -hmm. just learning how to use your brand in a multidisciplinary way, right? So um, long story short, um, basically the concert went great. You guys should check it out. Um, we had to run, it was one of the weirdest work environments because in the tech world, we're kind of close most of the time. Ironically, specifically with cameramen, we have to, um, um, when when people have um, a rover camera, that's what it's kind of called, or whatever, it's attached to your back, and you're kind of just like looking at this monitor as you're like moving around. It's a steady cam, whatever. Stop me whenever this yeah. gets too boring and too techy. Just let me know. No, I'm very intrigued. Um, and um, we we had a cable pager that was with it, and we had to kind of like maintain six feet, but also make sure that he doesn't trip which was very interesting because that's kind of what the second person is there for is to make sure that the other person doesn't fall because he's looking through a camera and he's kind of attached to this apparatus that is heavy, is all outdoors. Long story short, because we were trying to maintain six feet, he actually tripped and had a bit of an issue. So it's just like, it, it just puts me in a perspective like, okay, like how much of this is really working? I mean, Navigating this space, what I've seen as far as protocol is concerned, and I know a lot of other essential workers and others can kind of speak on this, um, we have to sign a release form every time we, we walk into the building. That's something that everyone should kind of get used to. It was a bit jarring at first, and it's like every time we come to work, that's kind of a thing. See if you've traveled out of the country, any high traffic areas, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and I'm sure you've experienced that in school too, right? Oh yeah, lots of things. My place of work, school, doctor's offices, yeah, any, yeah, sometimes huh? even just different places. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sometimes just like 
regular, like a grocery store or something, you know, some places you have to sign a, a release waiver or other times you might have, you know, have to get your temperature checked every time you walk in, you know, I, the first time I went to a doctor's office this summer, I had to sign a form. And then I also had to get my temperature check every single time. Right. Was, that was the next part I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. That's also like a staple, you know, they're going to point this gun at your head <laughs> and not sweat. You know, if you sweat too hard, then they're going to send you home. But, um, <laughs> oh God. but I, um, yeah, so that, that, that's been interesting stepping into that space. Uh, mm -hmm. It has been very exciting. I'll tell you that much as far as like kind of jumping back in. Um, it's a very different world. It's not, it kind of reminds me more of my studio um, experience, if that's, that makes any sense. So a lot of what we've been doing now is a lot more camera work. It almost feels like um, we're working more as a film unit. I'm curious how theaters are gonna survive during this time period. Mm. Um, obviously the Apollo Theater is a landmark and um, the other places that I, I kind of, um, I rep or that I work with um, are monoliths like NBC. So they, you know, they have so much online content. They have so much networking and media that they, they can survive regardless of any audience or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what I've noticed and what I've heard, uh, my little ear to the street, I think that it's not going to be really until next year that we really see audiences in a closed environment, like in a theater yeah. space. So that's a bummer, guys, <laughs> as far <laughs> as that's concerned. But um, but yeah, even man. then, I feel like that's kind of a stretch. Really? You think so? Yeah. No? Yeah, I think it depends on the area. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think there are... There are different, different areas and different things to where I can like I could see some places maybe opening up a little bit more and, and welcoming an audience, but there are also other venues too that are like I can't I can't see an audience there for a long time, it, and it's it's a big it's a big question. But mm -hmm. as as your residential music and radio nerd, I <laughs> I um have read a lot into everything that's been going on. I've read a lot about concerts and all that. And I, I read a really good article about three weeks ago or so. Um, it was this great piece op-ed on the Atlantic. And it talked about how this epidemiologist um, mm -hmm. just kind of said, like, I really don't think we're going to see concerts for a very long time. They said, mm -hmm. I think we're, if we're lucky, it's fall 2021. Right. But okay. even then, it's like we're getting we're slowly getting closer to a regular concert, but they don't even think we'll actually have that concert that we know of and that we love so dearly until 2022. And that's 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 a long time mm -hmm. to go without a concert. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. at the same time, you're thinking, mm -hmm. you know, they're thinking okay, we don't have concerts until 2022, most likely have to wear masks until 2022, maybe even further, um, possibly having to sign this release form every single time you walk into a building until 2022, yeah. maybe further, yeah. get your temperature checked till 2022, maybe further. It's, it's this pattern that you're noticing. But I, I mean, it makes sense by looking at it to where we can't do things for a long time. The worst part about it is when you see people or you see maybe territories, venues that are going against what should be happening. And it just, it just falls. You just fall down on the ladder. Like mm -hmm. instead of thinking, okay, maybe we can actually 
get rid of this sooner rather than later. And then some, you know, a, a country music was a big, big thing this summer to where a lot of artists, they went out and had concerts, regular concerts. Yeah. They're doing regular, they just resumed their summer tour. And yeah. it's like, where do you not see the red lights here? Like, yeah, yeah. this should not be happening. And I saw a really good thing. Um, I think it was on Consequence of Sound. They wrote a little write-up, and they actually interviewed a scientist. And the scientist basically said, that right there set us back by a month. Wow. By, by two country artists having a regular concert oh. in Tennessee, that set, the, that set the state back by a month because there were hundreds of people there. Hmm. And the worst part about it is you can't even put full blame on the artist because you also have to put blame on the venue by not pushing the things that should be happening, the sanctions yeah. And, yeah. and everything. It, it's, it, it's a whole thing, but sorry to, to kind of get back on, on topic. Of this no, no, no. Place, I, was, I was going to chat about that really quick. I think as far as the work environment is concerned too, there has been a new position that's become more available um, for all of those that are kind of trying to still break in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's called the compliance officer or something yep. like that. Um, that's been kind of just popping up everywhere. I know a friend of mine started to work for Disney um, with that as well. Um, and they're, they're basically, yeah, they're just like that referee for you to kind of keep that mask on and you know make sure that you're abiding by all the policies. So I thought that was very interesting to see that there are some things that are coming from this. I guess there are some work and there's a lot of loss, but there are some gains. Um, and for every country music concert, I have seen uh, a lot of digital concerts too, which I wanted to discuss. But yeah, I mean, what, what were you going to say? No, no, you're fine. No, I was just going to add to that. I'm just saying it was just a few individual artists who have done that. And uh, there there have been lots of other. Yeah. That's yeah. Like that were just like, we're going to do this regardless. I forgot what band it was. And yeah, they Smash got Mouth. Or it was Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, oh, they had a huge God. concert up in like hate, right? Minnesota. They still have a fan base? That's why it was a hundred people. They still have it's just a hundred people. <laughs> it's all the people that it's only listen to all star. Yeah, they've already been just waiting for something to pop off. They're like, yeah, concert. Like whoever bought those tickets were just like like you must it's, have been waiting for that. You know what I mean? It's like it's only but so much marketing can do before you're like, you know what? I'm gonna risk my life for this. I don't care. <laughs> it's Smash Mouth. <laughs> it's the only time I'm gonna get it. Exactly. It's the, it's, the hun- <laughs> it's the hundred fans that only listen to All Star on repeat. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I didn't come here for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Walking on the sun, no. All Star. <laughs> but um yeah, man. Uh, I, mean, I guess, you know, I just to, to talk to the viewers, you know, I, I'm curious to see like how it's been with you guys. I'm curious to see how, mm-hmm. um, what work environments has, I mean, we, we haven't had anyone that's an essential work on, and I think that's going to be something that we can kind of start thinking about too. I know some people that would probably love to talk about what they've been going through, but at the same time, a lot of them don't want to talk about what's been going on because exactly. it's been a little bit of a traumatizing experience for sure. But um, I yeah, really feel like, oh, come Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, I, I know a few people as well that I've um, kind of put the idea out there saying, hey, mm-hmm. would you be interested? Because I, I especially think um, 
for this episode would be good, but even I think at the end of the month when we kind of when we kind of do our overview of everything that we've talked about this month would be really good to have maybe one or two people on that are kind of from different areas. Maybe someone who does kind of hop from different industries, such as like Rostelli, or someone who has been more of an essential worker at this time. But sorry, what were you saying, Tyreek? Yeah, yeah, I I believe that completely, man. I um. I guess um I guess one thing and just thinking about all this stuff I did want to kind of just give a moment of silence for you know because obviously it's September 11th and we're in New mm-hmm. York and stuff. I know sometimes we don't observe it as much but I just after that little quick silent just to remember those that have fallen. I'm sorry. There's a dog barking. <laughs> Can you guys hear that? Okay. Sorry. As soon as I said Mona Masana's, a random dog started barking. But, um... Yeah, man. Yeah, shout out to all those people and all those families that were touched by that. Um, I really, you know, it kind of puts us in perspective, man. You know, not to kind of throw that monkey wrench in there. I wanted to do in the beginning, we kind of jumped right into it. But again, it's like, when do we deal with the trauma? You know what I mean? It's just like a rollout of things, you know? Exactly. Um, And just to see how things have changed post 9-11, you know, and where we are now and how the Mm -hmm. tech kind of start to transform things. And now we're back in another transformative period. I think the best thing I could say is preemptive work as well as being adaptable is kind of the best way to really navigate the space. You know, I'm not, mm-hmm. I've got it all figured out because it's the Apollo. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, I'm not lying. Obviously, that was a world talented, famous person that just walked by. I don't remember who that is, but but um, yeah, like it's it's interesting. Like you know, and I've I've spoken mm-hmm. to two that are coming in, and they're just excited. They're excited to be here, man. And then it's they they kind of like I've taken a lot of stuff by the wayside. Like I've I've had some artists that are kind of like ridiculous when it comes to being managed or whatever. <laughs> You know, but a lot of people are just excited to be out. And I think we've kind of found a way to cherish what we're doing. So I cherish what I'm doing right now. Um, it's not forever. This week is kind of like a rollout of a couple of different live streams. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I wanted to jump into. I think that as far as the tech world is con- concerned, as far as like the, the stage tech world is concerned, to um, be more specific, it's kind of in a place where almost everything is kind of in-house in a sense. Um, the Apollo Theater raised, uh, I found this out recently, um, they did a spring gala, completely remote. Um, we normally do full concerts here, and mm-hmm. that, that's very different. So, you know, we had Michael McDonald perform, and like- Oh, nice. The big moon <laughs> perform, and very interesting, Lettucey. Um, so you guys should really check out that spring gala as well. But I think that um, even the artists are thirsty for something, you know what I mean? Like Michael mm-hmm. McDonald, not an easy call. But because of what has been going on, there's been a lot more accessibility. And I've noticed that mm-hmm. too, 
um, I've been using Instagram to reach out to artists. I've been reaching out to a lot of different people that I've been able to kind of just like, mm-hmm. you know, seem more relatable. So I I see good things about it and I see bad things in a sense, you know. I feel like I've been able to kind of connect to people like even Caleb, like this is like my best typical friend right here. Like I've never met him in person. You guys probably think we have met. We've never met in person. Mm-mm. Completely like got good synergy. And I think there is a globalization that is occurring with our brands for sure, as far as the tech world is concerned. So exactly. As, as, as far as the, the actual tech sector is concerned, not to get, I know I scare people when it comes to finance. I'm an artist, guys. Like you can, whatever. <laughs> Deal <laughs> <What>? with it. <laughs> um, no, I, um, <laughs> took an incredible deep jump again. I don't know if you guys know mm-hmm. about that. So as far as Zoom and Facebook and Ali, uh, I guess Alibaba is not really tech, but um, Tesla, everybody, everybody's down. Everybody's, uh, the Dow's down. The tech sector was super inflated uh, within these last two months. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of like pushing everything headlong in some way that makes people feel like the tech is the world, but honestly, no one has an answer. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy and very sad right now, but it's like, no one really has that answer. So mm-hmm. navigating these spaces are kind of like, you know, building your skills as, you know, would you say, Caleb, like, like Most definitely. being at the radio station, how's that been? Say that one more time. How's being at the radio station? How's that been? Um, you know, it, it goes in spurts. Like, it's different because um, obviously you have your regular, like, sanitation procedures and everything. But at the same time, a, a lot of different radio stations, they'll ask you to bring in, like, your own, sometimes maybe your own mic or really? some of your own cables or, or maybe yeah. your own um, yeah. they don't want mic, to mic cover. Yeah, they don't want anything sharing. Or you have to sanitize it every so often. It's it's a whole thing. Um, but that's just that side of things. But then radio itself, say if you're in a sales department in radio, you're not going to be doing much. Because the, the thing, I think sometimes people forget with commercial radio, commercial radio makes money via commercials and promotions and yeah. so they they make their money from the commercials and and any promotions that they do around the area that's why local radio is so important mm-hmm. i could go on a huge rant as to why it's important <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah it's it's so important even even in a big city setting like in new york city your local radio stations are so important from going to a coffee shop and just hanging out and doing a live show from having the local high school's football game being streamed on the station. Anything like that is so important because not only is it community building and it's showing their support and love for the community, but it's also saying, Hey, we're out there and we want to connect with you guys, especially if you're out and about in the community at a coffee shop or at a football game or at a grocery store. I've done that for radio too. You, you know, you set up at a grocery store and you give away prizes, <laughs> anything like that. And I, we've had like the, like the food network, you know, races that they do where you're in the grocery store and you have to find the items and all that. And then you cook it. We've done that for like radio where you have to like get five items on the list and you have to see how fast you can be. And if you, if you're the fastest of the night, then you get like a crock pot or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of fun though. It's a lot of fun, (laughs) but it's, it's that kind of stuff that really makes it worth it and makes radio radio. And so for, for right now with COVID in the, in the workplaces specifically, and especially it is, 
it's definitely different because we can't say our sales team can't be or do what it was able to do or be what it was before COVID. Now it's, it's all, we're not getting as many sales for any radio station, frankly, even bigger city, you're not going to get as many sales. Now that things slowly start to open up in other places, we're starting to kind of get, um, a better opening for, for different things. It just kind of depends. You definitely hear more essential services being broadcasted as commercials or advertisements on the radio. Like you have, say you're a plumbing service. You're probably going to invest at this moment. If you didn't already, you're probably going to invest on the radio or a billboard because you're more likely to be a little bit more needed because more people are going to be home. So more problems are going to occur. And, Anything like that. And so with, you know, sales team, very, very important. Um, promotions, also very important because promotions is what promotes the radio station. Because not not everyone's going to get in their car or get on their phone and use a radio app or get, get in their car and you can turn on the radio. Not everyone's going to do that. Yeah. Or especially if they do, they're not going to know exactly what to listen to unless they've heard about you. And so if you're a pop station, top 40 station like Kiss FM or something, you're going to you're going to want to target your audience and that's, that's where your audience comes into place. And so during COVID it's been, it's been a hectic mess. It, it really has been there. Are, there are positives, but there are some negatives to right. it. There are the positives as far as, okay, we know that essential workers are most likely going to listen to us. So we're really going to encourage essential workers. And especially in Illinois working in radio, more things are opening up in the summer, so more people are able to do more things within reason. We also were very adamant about saying, hey, wear your mask. It's required um, right. in the state of Illinois, so you need you need to wear your mask. Um, you know, social distancing, social distancing, um, sanitizing your hands, anything like that. We were very adamant. We had constant PSAs, public service announcements, saying, you need to do this or please do this really because we can't we can't really say you know oh you need to even though yes it's required <laughs> we are a radio station and we're trying to get listeners so we have to we have to say hey um you know we recommend you do this and one of the big things that we did with our promotions even though we couldn't be with you we would have our DJs or even our staff on hand in the office take a picture say social distance from each other. Like, Hey, we're practicing social distancing. And we put on our Instagram page or our Facebook, or we would, we made station masks for each one of our stations and we'd wear them and yeah. we would have our DJs or anyone, even promotions department like myself. And, and we take pictures and, and be like, Hey, we're practicing and we're repping the station and anything like that. And then we made more masks and, and we, we really invested in masks because we realized we're going to be wearing masks for a long time. So we invested and that's where, you know, in the workplace, incorporating business into the workplace. And that's a, another segment to briefly talk about nice great stuff. transition <laughs> Pat on the back. <laughs> but, and, and after that, I've got a quick comment I want to show here too um, from Facebook um, that we'll talk about. But with that, we, we started selling masks. And that's so what big, we, that's a big one, man. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We shift their businesses to things that are more COVID related for sure. Yep. Yep. And so we started selling masks for $5 a mask and all the proceeds 
would go to the local food bank. I see. It's, yeah, it was a great it was a great thing that we we decided to do, and it, we really benefited from it. Um, we would have mask deliveries as well, to where we'd have a few individuals go out and they drive around to wherever someone bought a mask, and they exchange the mask for some money mm-hmm. uh, while, while we were wearing masks, and then we'd go back to the station and do our thing. <laughs> and it was it was that simple. But I mean, radio has, has done a lot of different things. Um, but for me personally, you know, incorporating that stuff, incorporating social distancing and everything, it's becoming the new abnormal in a sense, but mm-hmm. it's the new normal. Yeah, yeah. That, that yeah. word's been going around a lot. Yeah. Exactly. And, and so I have a yeah. Sorry to I have a quick comment I'd like to show here sure. on Facebook. Um, Janet says I'm a pre-K teacher and I spend most of my day following COVID protocols now. It is greatly taken away from my actual teaching time. Ooh, what do you guys think of that one? I mean, that's that's a great something. Yeah. Whew. And she's pre-K, so yep. It's gotta be hectic. That's like before the K, you know? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that (laughs) yeah i mean those are that those children i'm sure that alone so this is another thing i've seen you know i'm just walking through the city i'll see a Mm -hmm. full adult with his mask on and his child just threw it on the ground just threw it on the ground (laughs) just threw theirs on the ground it's like i'm a five-year-old why do i have to wear this mask like you're you guys are weird and that's got to be difficult. That's got to be difficult. Yep. And it's funny that we haven't even really touched on the teaching environment because that's been a huge hot button topic that a lot of people talk exactly. about, especially um, in this COVID um, environment. Yeah, a lot of people aren't going back to school. Some are going back to remote. Mm-hmm. COVID's kind of, I mean, COVID's kind of putting people in a space that like has, I don't know, no one knows what they're doing with their lives, you know? That's exactly. Kind of, it's like, do I follow protocol? How do I get what I need to get accomplished? You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's something that we've all posed ourselves as entrepreneurs. Like, how do we continue to move forward with business, and how do we continue to con- to grow? I, I honestly, my answer personally is, it seems as if the bigger businesses are just like kind of like removing their assets from the way they are already doing it. So, mm-hmm. on a mom and pop level, or you know, brands that are kind of coming out the water, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really even know. It's almost like they're. They want to invest in us because we're going to be the forefront. They have no idea what to do either. So mm-hmm. they'd rather use that money to allocate to obviously um, uh, POC or, or entrepreneurship. There's a lot of venture capitalists right now that are actually in a very interesting space with their investments as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, majority of them were interested in tech and that's kind of going in a very different way. Cloud computing is coming up. I think I saw something that Warren Buffett was looking into as well as far as cloud computing. But, you know, um, I think everyone is just kind of like, okay, is it kind of back, you know, are we kind of mm-hmm. back in? And I just think this is the back. You know, I don't know if there's going to be a huge, you know, uh, recall back to the norm. Yeah, the normal exactly. way. Exactly. Yeah, sure. I, I completely agree with that, with what you're saying. And, and to add to that, yeah, I don't think. I don't think we'll ever have that big sign that says "Welcome back." Instead, right. it's it's right. kind of a like a "Here you go. This is what you what Here we've got go. right now for you." And uh, you know that's kind of that. And uh, you know to tack on the teaching thing as a college student, I I get the level of professors and where they're coming into play 
and then I also get the the level of a student and and where that comes into play as well. It's it's the obviously, you know, I have to go to class and I have to wear a mask. I can't take my mask off. And my 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 college itself, we have a, a big rule to where we cannot take our mask off while we are in or on campus at any point, whether it's on the sidewalk, in a building, in the restroom, in the cafeteria, it doesn't really? matter. In fact, yeah, in fact, now for the next so when we first started, it was like a two-week thing, but now they've just extended it to October because of some cases that we've had an uptick of cases mm-hmm. on campus. Um, we have extended no dining in the cafeteria. It's all to go. So they have wow. to go box. Where do you eat if you can't take your mask off? Your, your, your dorm, your apartment, your house, wherever you're living, that's where you would eat. You have to go back. And so it, it kind of gets in the thing like, okay, so say you're getting lunch on campus and you have an in-person class at 11 and an in-person class at one, but mm-hmm. you only have an hour. You don't really want to, the way our campus is set up, the dorms are in the apartments are kind of on the outskirts of the campus. Right. So you don't really have the ability to like go get lunch and then walk to your dorm. And then as soon as you get to your dorm, you have about 15 minutes to eat and then go back. It's not a huge campus, but it's, it's still, it's like that factor. Not logical. Yeah, exactly. And so, well, and and that's the thing, like I understand where they're coming from, but it's also difficult at that level. So what I've seen, luckily with it being nice out still, a lot of students will eat outside because they're able to. Yeah. I've noticed that too, but we both live on closer to the East coast. So we're going to see how that pans out, you know, like I'm curious, I'm curious how we navigate, how is this going to be navigated into um, a different season? Um, Because, you know, when COVID hit, obviously it was kind of early February, March area. So it was still kind of cold, you know, Um, at least here it was still pretty cold. No, it it definitely was here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I got so, cold. <laughs> yeah, I was cold. <laughs> I had a. I didn't have a cold. I was cold. No, I but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I. I don't know. This is the second win. This is what everyone's been kind of bracing for. Mm-hmm. You know, the economy's even showing its symptoms. It seems like they're bracing for the worst. You know, and yep. I guess that's kind of what it is. People are trying to get back to normal. Businesses are feeling it especially schools, especially teachers. And given the fact that teachers were already kind of boycotting for a lot of other reasons about the, what was going on, now it's, it's an even more paramount that we have to really like take into account that they're risking their lives every day. You know, yeah. um, I guess we all are every time we walk outside. So I guess, mm-hmm. you know, we have to just be mindful of what we're doing and how we navigate these spaces for sure. Like. I guess the positives, I guess I've been saying a lot of just like fire and brimstone. The positives <laughs> are that we, we because of what, what's going on, it kind of pigeonholes you into growth is what I've noticed. It's not easy, easily to be um, distracted. So I feel as we've shifted gears a bit that, you know, technology is going to be our defining element and almost kind of going back to the last topic, it defines those businesses that are able to survive in a tech world, you know? Um, And I think that's sad because I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of mom and pop shops that don't have, you know, either affiliations with Grubhub, 
or don't have some sort of bigger um, connection to the tech world and have been thriving and just making it past all the bigger corporations that have been pushing them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they kind of need this tech lead. You know, at the same time, I do see that as a big opportunity for all those millennials and Gen Zs out there that are kind of like, I grew up with technology, like why? <laughs> okay, Boomer, like, like why don't you know how to use Facebook? But it's like, um, um, I think this is our, it's kind of our generation now. It's, it's our, yep. the, the torch has been passed. And that's how I see the definition of, you know, getting back into identity, that the techno- technological identity of what's been going on, I think primarily has to do with your comfortability with, um, you know, not only the social pariah, but just being able to put yourself out there you know, and in a very like, what what may seem very voyeuristic way to adults mm-hmm. <laughs> or older adults <laughs> past us, but yeah. So that's that's how. I mean, what do you what do you think? What's your answer? And everyone, yeah, please put your comments in. What's your answer yeah, for this one? How please, do you think yeah. technology defines you? You know, we're we're all ears for sure. But exactly. how do you, how do you think, Caleb? Um, no, no, exactly there. Yeah, please comment, and I'll start to get better at showing the Facebook comments on here. Um, no worries. But- yeah, yeah. Yeah, as far as yeah, as far as this, you know, how how does technology define us today? What how it, does it identify us? I really liked what you said the passing the torch thing. Um I think and the thing is obviously it was coming sooner rather than later this whole passing of the torch, the new generation is in the tech generation as so mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. been deemed. But I think with everything going on with the pandemic and and just so many social movements occurring throughout 2020 thus far over the past three to five years as well. I think you, it just kind of happened. I I don't think, I think personally, Mm -hmm. I kind of thought, okay, we're going to totally see when this torch is passed, you know, we're going to have a leader that's a part of this um, generation and we're going to have, yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're going to have these people mm-hmm. everywhere. We're going to have entrepreneurs, you know, s- on TV instead of older people. We're going to have, um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to have, you know, mega, mega community and, and, and collaboration with each other. And I realize now as you were talking and I was thinking about this, we didn't necessarily have that sign. Like I said earlier, welcome back. We didn't have that sign saying it's our time. Instead, if you really look at it, we did have that sign, except it's been the past three, five years. If you really want to look at it, it's been since 2016. I agree. I agree. It's been, it's been since who we have in office now entered and it's been, you know what? It's our time because obviously the people who have been in charge, they kind of screwed up. (laughs) Keep it G rated. (laughs) They kind of, they kind of screwed up and, and, and that's, that's where it comes into play. Like, yeah, you know what? It is our time. It is millennials time. It is gin gin z it's our time for not only technology but it's it's our time to define who we are and what this country is what this world is and what we can do with every all the resources that we have because when you look at it when before covid hit we were having uh, 
a real big debate with the environment. And as a very big active environmentalist myself, I was very heavy into those discussions and putting my two cents into every discussion I could get right. into. <laughs> and, and so we were very, very adamant and very um, active in those discussions. And now, you know, you have COVID and we're very active at the same time. But what I think is so interesting to me is when you look at statistics and when you really look into more rural areas, such mm -hmm. as the Midwest or the West, you have 20 to 29 year olds are the most likely to test positive for the coronavirus. No way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you look at it and you think, why? Because they're so adamant. But it's because obviously you have the millennials, you have the Gen Z, um, all these people that are very active about wearing masks, practice social distancing, very active about, hey, you know, this is a real thing. This is really affecting our, our economy and, and our generation, our humanity. But you also have the people that are very like, I just want to go party. I just want to go to a bar and hang out. I yeah, just want to socialize. Yeah. Because when you look at it. For that. <laughs> like, exactly. who's actually wearing the mask? Comment exactly. below. I'm coming to see you with a temperature check. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the, little, the little radar. Right, right. <laughs> Massive scan. I'll do it like a, like a men in black. Just boom. <laughs> I like that reference. Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Smith saves the day. Independence Day. You know what's funny? Not not to get off of what you're saying. When you were mentioning all those things, I was like, isn't that kind of what's happening? Yep. There are people, they're not necessarily on TV because millennials are like, TV is washed <laughs> as far as anything is concerned. Like who's watching TV? But we our our faces are on right now. We are doing entrepreneurship. We are doing exactly what you're saying, you know, and, you know, um, obviously, yeah, we, we believe in tech. That's us. You know, maybe there's a generation three uh, or four generations ahead of us are going to be like, guys, you guys destroy the environment because half of you were environmentalists and the other half of you were steampunk girls. <laughs> so like, <laughs> so like, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but it's true. It's super true. You know, and I, um, you know, if you look at even all of our, like, I'm, I'm a huge anime fan. So, like, Miyazaki talks about it all the mm -hmm. time. Uh, you guys can check out his films. Like, Princess Mononoke is one of my favorite um, films. But, yeah, that's all 90s, early 90s, you know, talking about how tech eventually will destroy the environment. And I think that's interesting. I think it's funny how you, pin you pitched this particular question in that way because we have to, we almost have to identify ourselves through technology nowadays. I am mm -hmm. in, in between, just like you probably are in between, but you know, if you have any younger siblings or you know, like they're born into social media. Yep. I was, I was born before social media. So I knew there was a little in between. I also didn't have a MySpace, go figure. Me neither. I never, <laughs> maybe that's probably what it was too. Yeah, I wasn't into that. Um, I was yeah, just too young. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have MySpace. I didn't have, I got a Facebook, but only because everyone in my school had it. Mm -hmm. I was behind on the BlackBerry BBM movement. I like got a BlackBerry Pearl when everyone was like finding oysters. I don't know what the, I don't know, whatever. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, long story short, they're just like, I've, I've been, I've been able to kind of like 
maintain that environmentalism a little stronger um, yeah. as opposed to my peers. But yeah, like you have to def define yourself. And I think that it's something I've had a bit of an aversion to for a while. Like, you know, to be told, I'm still working on my website. I'm still working on finding branding, you know, and a lot of other ways just to get myself out there in a digital way. And I do implore and encourage you guys, you know, even reaching out to find your ID because we do brand development as well, but just mm -hmm. finding funding in other people that are um, willing to create that digital presence for you. I mean, it's a load off. And once you're in that space, you'll start to realize that there is like almost this, this avatar that can work for you. So I think that's the definition. I think, I don't know if technology will directly define us as a person, but the more we delve deeper into technology, we're kind of going to get more into like, almost like the matrix in a sense where you're able to kind of separate this business entity of yourself or branding version of yourself away from everything else that you actually do actually agree with, which I think very is very cool. I hope we don't move too far away from the environmentalism. That's that's my my um my thing right now. Um, some people are very some some countries are very afraid of nuclear energy right now, and they're also very afraid of um, just getting away from petroleum and gas completely. Yep. You know, gas has been tanking crazy. That was the beginning of the coronavirus. We saw that too, where you know, we had a surplus of gas and then we had no way to get it to the people. So then everything started to tank. So, so, you know, it's, this is a very deep, deep question. I, um, I guess, I guess Mike, um, did you have something to add to this? Oh, no, no. I, I was just going to say, yeah. I mean, as far as like gas and everything, yeah. Prices are still not where they were. Right, they're still, right. they're still very low, which mm -hmm. I don't mind personally, but oh obviously, it, <laughs> obviously it does affect us as far as, um, to tack on real quick, as far as the yes. environmental environmentalism thing and with our generations, I, I will say, I think, as a huge environmental person, uh, I I think sometimes people forget that technology doesn't always hurt the environment. Agreed. Um, obviously, there are there are certain circumstances where technology really does hurt the environment, but with technology and the way our technology has rapidly advanced over the years, especially fifty to hundred years. Right. I mean, are you kidding me? We have the tools, we have the skills, we have the knowledge as a community, as a society of human beings. Mm -hmm. We so big time have the knowledge to <laughs> to like reverse the all things that we've done or to at least try to make things better. We really do. And we mm -hmm. have the ability with technology to implement things that could easily be done but it's us as a society, not even our generation, but us as a society, a society. Yeah, that you're right. You're right. isn't willing to cooperate. And it flusters me. It, or I should Whole say, habits die hard. Get <laughs> <laughs> the gas out of here. <laughs> it just, it really flusters me as to why our people can't understand these simple things that could really not only shape our society, shape our, our way of living, but our identity. Right, right. Oof, that was great. This guy's, this, who's paying this guy? This guy's good. <laughs> 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 no, I, um, I, that's, that's spot on, man. I mean, I think the reality of the situation is like, yeah, we're not, you know, it's not the, the boogeyman. Technology is not the boogeyman. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of 
you know, generations above us were just like, no, 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 no. And there was, you know, if you think about it, like you said, you're, you come from like the hippie type of vibes as well, just like I do, you know, they didn't have a great idea about it, but they were just like, you know, we got to save the trees, man. You know, <laughs> it's like now we're like, oh, we can test to see when a forest fire is going to happen or like mm. we can test to see when, you know, like fracking is actually destroying everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to mention that um, on a good note, a lot of businesses that have not directly um, donated to the cause as far as, um, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter or whatever, you know, smaller organizations that are, are affiliated in that aspect, NAACP or whatever may be concerned, they have been invested in green green tech and um, in green power. Um, I know a guy had approached me kind of before coronavirus um, where he had come up with a business plan to create more oxygen in cities. I forgot the the brother's name, I forgot his name, oh boy. But it's blanking right now, but you guys can kind of check it out. But his whole plan was to get skyscrapers to invest in these trees and these seeds that he was putting in and these like shrubberies around. So his ideal would be like, you know, Empire State Building would have basically trees up there and then be trees yeah. kind of everywhere. So that would kind of, you know, mitigate some of the issues. But on the larger scale, talking about passing the torch, you know, I was so, so happy with, you know, my, my, my little um, tree sappy heart uh, was just dripping. <laughs> um, when I saw all of the dolphins coming back and the deer coming back and the ozone kind of coming back together. So there has been a pullback for sure. And it kind of scares me to be like, okay, let's go back to the new norm because that normal at some point was damaging things that were out of our control, you know? So it's, it's interesting to see how this will define us. And I think that, you know, I think that, um, you know, besides the more social space, I think we can find different organizations, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, some stuff just like directly like that we can do on a very short term basis besides recycling. And, you know, just to, increase um, our, or decrease rather, our carbon footprint and increase our our support of the environment, you know? So um, yeah, so <laughs> that was my little spiel for that one. Sure. No, sure, I, yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. And yeah, yeah I, I know I know lots of different things that you can do and, or things that you could invest in or simply just consider. I mean, mm-hmm. recycling is a big one. It really is. And then you get in the whole like doubles, double stream, single stream recycling. They're both good. I really yeah. do promise. Um, single stream just means there's a little more work on the behind the scenes side. But okay. They are both good. They're, they are. Um, there are, you know what? We'll have to do a, a recycling we'll, tip show. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do a whole thing. We'll do a whole thing. Wash your hands, recycle, drink yeah. lots of water. Exactly. Exactly. And eat well too, because I think people forget that. I mean, you're vegan and I'm, I'm a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people forget that there are, there are those, those things that are occurring, you know, killing animals and, and, um, even just fast food restaurants, like those are very bad for the environment, not only for what they're serving, but what they're, they're cooking in the back in, in, you know, you drive by and you see a smoke coming out of the, the building. It's like not good for the environment. That that's another thing that's being, that's being added there. So. 
I have to run really quickly, guys. I'll be right back. Um, Caleb will be with you in a second. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> no worries at all. <laughs> no worries at all there. Uh, once again, you are listening to and watching uh, Find Your ID NYC's podcast, Identity, uh, the podcast we have been talking about tech savvy and business meets the future of the COVID workplace, incorporating COVID into the business. And even this final question, how does technology define us today? Tyreek is at the Apollo theater, the famed uh, theater in New York city. And he has been a little busy um, <laughs> working on uh, some live stream stuff and some big news there. So if you are curious about any of that, you can definitely um, go look at the Apollo theaters, uh, social media pages, and you can um, kind of find out what exactly they're doing there as far as live streams and the different artists that have been on there as well. So some exciting stuff there. Once again, I am one of your co-hosts, Caleb Tyreek, my other co-host should be back here soon. And we'll start really wrapping up the show. We've been talking about technology, how it's defined us today. The the different levels and layers and factors that are occurring throughout this as well. I was just talking about the environment and how that is defining us with technology and how we can use technology to help the environment. And something that Tyreek just touched on was this, this sense of how with the lockdown, with quarantines occurring, with the pandemic that we are currently immersed in and, and living in, we have these, we have this ability and we've seen that the environment is actually reversing from the bad a little bit. Obviously not completely. It's going to take a long time. Um, humanity would have to really be completely gone or, or underground for that to occur. Um, instead, we are seeing animals coming back to different places they haven't been in years. We're, we're seeing um carbon footprints being less demonstrous more than ever we're seeing we're just seeing big things occurring in the environment that are positive steps we're finally seeing antarctica and the north pole like kind of recede in melting we're not seeing that as quickly as we were and it's ironic though when you think about it because you had in 2019, especially this big environment talk occurring and, and, and happening and, and evolving throughout all of last year and even the past three to five years. And now you come into 2020 and you have the pandemic and the environment talk isn't as big. But if you really think about it, the environment talk should be as big, if not bigger, more than ever, because the environment talk is very important at this time in age and this time in the pandemic, because not only are there good things occurring with people being out of jobs, unfortunately, and, and people being inside, and environmental aspects are, are good in a positive way, but at the same time, you've got the level and the, the layers of factors of the environment could have caused this. And I say that in the way of we allowed the environment to cause this. And if you really look at, look at it and you look at these statistics, you look at the information, all that, you, you realize that it's somewhat true, that this really did somewhat happen. This occurred in... in 
in a sense that over time we have ruined the environment to an extent to where, yes, even a pandemic can occur because we are putting these toxins, we are putting this bad negative air into the air and we are soaking it up. We are breathing it in. Coronavirus is a is an airborne disease or airborne virus, my bad, um, airborne virus. And we could have very well created this. If not um, COVID itself, we will create more things like this. I read a great, a great op-ed on, I believe, The Atlantic last November. And it was of a man who discussed what, with the environment, and we're getting into the stages where we can't reverse what we've created and what we've done, and it's been so rapid. With this, we could have really and can really um, initiate a lot of harmful things into our our future society and our future world, and that is um, viruses, diseases, sicknesses, pandemics, epidemics, anything like that can occur. That is... um, food shortages, rationing of food, rationing of of shelters, um, that is global warming, huge, huge factor right there with the North Pole, with just, just take this country, just take this country into effect, and look at the country, look at the United States, and you're having cold temperatures you know, more than ever in, in certain areas of the of the country where I'm at in Illinois, we've had some record-breaking temperatures of cold over the past 50, 75, even 100 years in, in the top 10, top five, sometimes the record-breaking temperature. We had the polar vortex two years ago, two or three years ago, three, two, two years ago now. And that's been a big factor in to this global warming sense and ideology at the same time. And I believe Tyreek is back. I've just been um, talking global warming. Up, <laughs> talk, talking about this op-ed I read um, last November and how on the Atlantic and how this guy he did his research. It's like a like a 14,000 word article. It's crazy. But I I read it all. And and this guy, scientist and author, writes about how our environment is identifying us and even technology today. And because of how we have allowed our environment to be in, in the stages that it occurred before the pandemic, there's a very good chance that our current pandemic could have occurred because of the way we treated the environment. Interesting. Yeah. And I've I, heard this. I've heard this before. Yeah. And I think it's a it's a debate. It's a discussion. It's a theory, topic. man. Yeah. Because it really could have it could have happened. And if it if it didn't happen because of COVID, it mm-hmm. will happen in the future if we try to get back to normal. Yeah. Imagine the toxicity in the air, uh, let alone anything else, you know. Um, going back to the technology thing, you know, we don't hear much about the 5G development anymore in a much broader scale, unless you're reaching out and like learning about it. Uh, Cause they are still building those things. <laughs> I actually got a chance to talk to um, uh, this guy who was installing something for Spectrum, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it was Spectrum. It was something like that. And I was like, hey man, cause I was just trying to get in there. But <laughs> I was like, hey man, do you know anything about this 5G thing? Are you installing those? He was like, no. I have to wear a hazmat suit. That's like a special crew. It's very weird, man. It's very odd stuff. So it's like, 
you know, I, I, I don't know, you know, again, we're going back to how does technology really affect everything at the end of the day. So um, I guess the other note, I guess we've kind of gone a little more environmental, which is going to be like kind of closer to another episode. I did want to bring up a note of just all the live streams um, and kind of how that world has been going. Obviously, we're on um, a platform called StreamYard, you know, shout out to them. They really hooked us up. Um, obviously <laughs> anchor and a bunch of other places are like, uh, very great too. Spotify has been very helpful. Um, I guess my other note is, uh, I think I took a note for it. So before this live stream with Y club, John, I had already taken some notes about what I kind of wanted to say, uh, last episode, but we kind of got a little off topic. So uh within our last hour mark right i might have to say this for the next one but guys there's <laughs> no tons of stuff here <laughs> um <laughs> I, I will talk because i left for a little bit basically um the the one i'll reach out I'll, I'll talk about now and then i'll save for the next episode i'll save something for the next episode but the one particularly i wanted to talk about um this episode was uh erica badu had started to create her own platform for streaming um and i thought that was very interesting mm-hmm. um i think she's using She's using Maestro. So you guys can check that out. Um, it's an IO, it's just an intellectual property that kind of allows you to kind of use your own platform. So you guys check that out too. It'd be very cool. Um, I have a link here. It's Badu's quarantine concert. I don't know if anyone saw that, but that's all through her um, platform called uh, Badu Batron, I believe is what it's called. <laughs> so yeah. So I, I, I am very, um, very big on DeFi and, you know, decentralizations of banks and all that type of technology stuff too. So I'm very like all my Bitcoin guys out there, like I see you, I know what's going on, but, um, (laughs) yeah, I, I'm very into that, but I'm also very into like, you know, decentralizing streaming because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, there's going to be a monopoly on this eventually. And we have to kind of start to find our ways to independently produce and independently find their own routes. So that's another thing, you know, I think it's very easy for technology to define you as an Instagram model, if you're on Instagram, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of like, when do we take back our identity in the midst of this storm, you know, from technology rather than the other way around? Because the definitions of technology have been, you know, uh, a huge debate within our timeline, as far as millennials' energy is concerned. Um, we have Mark Zuckerberg, who literally got to Supreme Court and like to the top of all government's lawyers ever, and I think he won, if I'm not mistaken. And a mm-hmm. lot of that, was, I think, a lot of that was him selling social information to the government. A lot of that was, you know. A lot of companies are doing this now where they're using these AI to aggregate data for us. So, you know, this technology thing is, it's, it's a big thing, you know, and I'm, 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 we're tech savvy. So he knows tech. I know tech. We can sit here and talk all day. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, please a lot, like give us an ear because there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on behind the scenes with those ones and zeros. There's a lot of data being logged every time you log into anything. Um, I tried to get a Krispy Kreme donut today and I had to use a mobile site. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm frustrated really? about that. I mean, <laughs> I could stand in line, but it was like, the line was long as all I do is, you know? Yeah. But yeah, and then the funny thing about that was, 
their mobile site didn't have the location that I was at. So it was like, what? So I couldn't even order online. So it was, it's just like, some things aren't caught up yet. Oh, speaking of which, the DMV, ridiculous to make an appointment, yeah. super hard, you know? So technology has changed and it will continue to change. I think I'm, I guess I hear your optimism, Caleb. You're like, no, it's supposed to help us. Like, I get it. Like, you know, I get it, but it's like, it's it's really about like who builds the robot, you know what I mean? Who's programming exactly. these robots and like what well, are they programming them for? And eventually they'll become sentient, you know. I'm not saying I'm okay. If you'll understand that I am I'm I'm a big like conspiracy kind of guy. Like, are they listening? Right, right. right. <laughs> oh, my neck. <laughs> when i said that and let me let me reiterate when i said that i don't mean necessarily oh technology is going to save us because i am also the type of person that's very like you know technology is getting very far to the aspect where it gets it gets a little nerve-wracking a little scary um yeah. but uh, frightening i should say but yeah as far as Technology itself. I, I try to stick to the optimism side, optimistic. No, I, mean, I hear that. I hear that. I'm I'm, I, I try to give both sides so that people don't feel slighted. You know what I mean? Like I do, exactly. I do feel the, I feel the weight just as much as you guys, mm -hmm. just as much as Caleb probably does, you know, like we feel the weight of what's going on. And so I, I try to appeal to everyone. There are tons of positives. I think that, you know, even in my spare time, I've been programming. So I've been like teaching myself Python, yep. you know, stuff like that. So, I think it's a healthy thing. I think the future is going to be, everyone's going to have to know a little bit of code. I'm sorry to say that. I, I just, yep. yeah, I've started learning myself. Yeah, you have to, you know, um, it's funny because great, great apps, great, yeah. um, great companies. I know some guys at Code Academy that really, really um, um, support that, but there's also some free sources, you know, and e even if you don't enjoy coding, I think just having a good knowledge of what's going on, it could, could help in uh, tremendously for sure. But I guess I guess the biggest thing is just like technology grows exponentially, but humans don't. So, mm. you know, so not to end it there, but <laughs> no, I but, think I think that's a great place to end it. I, yeah. I love that. Um, in fact, I won't even comment on that because it's <laughs> such a good saint. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good ending. I my my hair's doing this weird thing today. Come on. <laughs> but uh, you have been watching, been listening to Find Your ID NYC's podcast, Identity, the podcast. This show has been titled Tech Savvy Business Meets the Future. We've been mm -hmm. discussing things such as the COVID workplace, incorporating COVID into the business, and even this final question, as you see, how does technology define us today? And that's that's a great question that I think Tariq and I were able to put um, our knowledge, our information, things we've learned, mm -hmm. and even um, our experiences into this question. And we've even discovered that there's a lot more we need to talk about this different levels, layers of it, like environment and, and such like that. And so we will talk about that. I think it's a great way to talk about at the end of the month um, for our final segment. Once again, this is a, a month-long series about technology and entrepreneurship during the times of COVID. Mm. Next week's episode on September 18th, once again on Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, you uh, will be 
discussing industry hopping, the switchover of industries and how this is Oof. affecting. And we'll mm -hmm. take some of what we talked about with Rose Deli last week onto the show as well. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll see about possibly a, a guest next week as well. And right. then final Friday, September 25th, um, I just came up with the name the other day, COVID consumption. And Interesting. It's beautiful. <laughs> I know you guys are interested for sure. I Definitely. mean, I'm, I'm sure there's got to be a drinking game for how many times either Caleb and I say coronavirus or COVID, but um, <laughs> there will <yeah>. be <laughs> the new board game, <laughs> new board game. It's just like <laughs> everyone's masked up, <laughs> even the Monopoly guy. You're just like it's, it's, sanitizing your hand after every time you move. We're all on the screen. <laughs> Stuff, yes, tune in, guys, to Anchor yeah. and Spotify and YouTube, right? We're on YouTube, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, this week we're not on YouTube. We're not on YouTube this year. But we're on Facebook, Spotify, Anchor Podcast app, um, Google Podcast. We're almost on Apple Music. So Oof, close. We're so um, close, guys. <laughs> Keep listening. We're almost at that mark. <laughs> oh, we're so close to that. So that's some exciting stuff. But once again, thank you all for tuning in and thank you for the interaction and thank you for just listening to our spiels and, and discovering yeah. what identity is and what it means and what it's going to continue to be. Because after all, you know, how does technology define us today and how, how does it define our identity mm -hmm. really? And that, that was a great question. So we'll get back to that on the 25th for our overview of the month. Um, but thanks Tyreek for being you and for, for all. <laughs> oh, you too, man. great, great things to say. So I always yeah. appreciate it. I appreciate you too, man. So yeah, I, um, Without further ado, like, comment, subscribe. If you guys have any guests, I know that's something we, we haven't really opened up within our podcast. If you guys have any submissions, any people that, even if you want to be on the show, you know, we're mm -hmm. not, we don't bite sometimes, but we don't bite, you know, um, but, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, mean, I always wear a mouth guard, but um, <laughs> no, I, um, I wanted to make sure that everyone feels like this is an open forum. Um, for sure. We talk about heavy topics. We talk about light topics, whatever, you know, this particular month is going to be very heavy stuff, very deep stuff, but uh, definitely feel free as we continue to go to, to reach out. So that's, that's the end. That's the that's end it. of this Friday. Have a happy Friday guys. Sure. <laughs> Once again, I'm your host, Caleb, and this is my co-host Tyreek. And thank you all for tuning in. <laughs>